So the first reading today from Exodus is relatively early on. It's kind of like the end of the first half of Exodus. So at this point, the Israelites have been freed from Egypt. They've come through the Red Sea. They've complained to God about not having any food, and he's given them manna. They've complained about not having any water, and he's given them drink. And then at this point, they're going to encounter the Amalekites, right? And I'm sure we all know all about the Amalekites. Well, I didn't, so I looked up a little bit about them. And the interesting thing is, is if you look at the Amalekites, so they were a nomadic people. So their whole existence was wandering through the desert. And the interesting thing is, if you look at the Israelites at this point in Exodus, they were kind of a nomadic people as well. They're moving through the desert. They haven't even gotten to Mount Sinai yet. So they still have a long time of being in the desert. And if you were to look at both of these groups objectively from the outside, they look a lot alike. They're nomadic people moving through the desert, but there is a big difference between the two of them. The Amalekites are just there. They're going to continue to wander, but the Israelites have a final destination. They have God in their midst and are ultimately working towards him all the time. But it's interesting how, like I said, if you look at them from the outside, they kind of look very similar. And it reminds me of the fact of sort of what Deacon was talking about last week, how when we're out there in the world, if people look at us Catholics and everybody else we kind of look the same. Now, hopefully, you know, the people who are closest to us know about our faith and where we go, but, you know, in in the workplace, I mean, you just kind of like look at everybody who's there, we all kind of end up looking the same, right? But importantly enough, like, we have to remember that the difference is we have a destination. For those who are out there and don't have any faith, they are very much like the Amalekites. And I think We see that more and more in this day and age. When you think about so many of the battles and the difficulties and the bad news these days, the word senseless gets used all the time, right? I mean, it's interesting how it's like you look back, you know, throughout history, usually when there are attacks or, you know, innocent people being killed, usually it's some, you know, cause to throw off the tyranny of this government or, you know, a terrorist action because this government is opposing this one or they believe in this cause. But nowadays, I mean, so many of the terrible shootings and terrible things that are happening, it's senseless. It's as though there's nomadic people out there that have no final destination. That it's as though this world is all that there is. It's been found lacking and there's no hope. But what do we have as we come here together? We have a final destination. And in fact, as long as we stay close to him, we experience the glories and the joys of that right here and now. And this reading from Exodus can help us so much in seeing that fact that really it's everybody coming together to help us in the midst of this. Even if we look very much like the enemy, so to speak, you know, ultimately everyone has to be working at this at the same time. You've got Moses up on the mountain with Aaron and her, you know, lifting his hands up in prayer, leading the people on. You've got Joshua and the picked forces out there in the field fighting the battle. And when Moses, Aaron, and her start to slag, so do the guys on the battlefield. 
And ultimately, when you think about this, as we are a parish out there in the world, living our day-to-day lives, we may look just like everybody else, except for me. When I go to Food Line, you know who I am. I wear different clothes, right? But, you know, as we go about our day-to-day lives, we may look like everyone else, but we have a final destination. We have God in our midst. We know that the senselessness, the endless wandering is not what this life is all about. And so what do we have to do? We have to continue to gather together to do the work that we do as a parish. One of my favorite quotes from St. Augustine is one that he said to his people when he was the Bishop of Hippo. He said, for you, I'm the bishop. With you, I am a Christian. And I feel exactly the same way. I mean, for you, I do what I do as a priest, right? I mean, yesterday, I was here for the 8 a.m. Mass. I was working in my office and on the homily. Sorry, I was so late working on it. But I was working on my homily throughout the day at a 1 o'clock wedding. The confession's at 3, you know, the, the Mass at 4.30. And this is after a pretty tough week of a couple of funerals. One rather expected, one completely unexpected. And that was coming right off of the coattails of having my grandma's funeral up in Illinois. And I'll be real honest with you. I don't know how I could have done that without your prayers and your support. What was going on right here during that week was that perpetual adoration all week. And all I've heard is that there were so many people here praying so many good things about that time with the Lord. Yes, I have to keep my hands lifted up, but I cannot do it without you. And at the same time, as a parish, I mean, I've I've heard one of my my priest friends say, he said the priest, the pastor, most important person in the parish, but the most easily replaceable. And it's true. I mean, another priest could come here and do it, but we need a priest to do it, but he can't do it without Aaron and her right there with him. I mean, this mass looks really funny if you guys don't show up, right? We're all in this together. We have to keep going. Why? Why? because we know we have a final destination. And you look once again at what our Lord is telling us in the gospel. Another time, he's telling us, folks, keep talking to me. Keep praying. Keep strong and close to the Lord all the time. And we do that in the life of the parish that flows out into everything else that we do. Everybody working together. And of course, we do it in different ways. Some of us have more time and ability to come to Mass during the week, to be here to pray the rosary together, to go to adoration every Wednesday night or every first Friday, to pray that rosary all the time. Some people have more time and more talent to volunteer, to be a part of, say, faith formation or do a lot of things in the school. And even though I don't like bringing it up very often, some of you have the ability to help us out more financially, to make sure that we can leave an inheritance. Why is that important? because it reminds the world and also all of us that we do have a final destination. As we look alike out there in the world, how easy it is for us to sort of like fall into the side of the Amalekites, right? To sort of forget about our priorities and look to the wrong things. Let's tell you some like a stupid little example. I was at a dinner on Friday night with a bunch of parishioners. It was great. Somebody started talking about uh, when he used to ride a motorcycle, and literally, for like the f- next 45 minutes, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, could I make that work? Should I get a motorcycle? I mean, it'd be pretty nice. I mean, I could zip back and forth to the house, to the church, and, you know, do, do my communion calls on a motorcycle. Okay, that's dumb, right? I mean, 
when I get a motorcycle, you do have permission to make fun of me until I like put it away and grow up, right? But, you know, it's one of those things where all of a sudden we can sort of like stop thinking about the priority and go to something completely different. And that's like neutral, right? I mean, that's not sinful. But there's so many things that tempt us each and every day. All of a sudden, we're gossiping and putting other people down or watching garbage on TV that we know is not going to help us, or looking at terrible things on the internet that pull us away, all of a sudden, we forget the destination. We forget that God is in our midst, and we start acting like the nomads that are the Amalekites, forgetting about where we're going. And that is why we have to draw together as a parish all the time, to recognize that fact that we're not at it alone. We are part of the body of Christ, the new chosen people, like those Israelites. Even if we look so much like everybody else in the world, we are different, just like they're different. But the good news is, is that unlike the Israelites in the desert, we're not out there fighting with literal swords. We have the hope of not like beating the Amalekites in a physical battle, but of winning them over to move towards the same destination to find the same hope, the same meaning of knowing the fact that God is in our midst. And it is a challenge, and that's where the scariest line of the gospel comes in. Jesus closing with this line, but when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? It's a scary possibility to think of the fact that that aimlessness, that senselessness, that selfishness out there can win. And we know that it's a terrible force. And it's like, like the Amalekites. It's like it's, it's their turf. It's that ground. It's so strong. They've got the media. They've got the money. They've got the power. But at the end of the day, we have God in our midst, with us all the time, giving us himself in the blessed sacrament. And together, we all draw together in our different ways, with all of our vocations, with all the things that we do, and we stay focused on him. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to take strength in knowing that all of us together will help to leave that inheritance, to use the phrase that we are using for the capital campaign, because it matters, because it's true, because it's real. I mean, a week like this, like I said, I needed your prayers to stand in the face of literal death with three funerals. I can't do it on my own. But because Christ is real, because he's in our midst, and because we all draw together, we can stand up and show the world the fact that there is a final destination, a love that is undying, that remains in our midst and stands up against the senselessness and shows us that we have an aim, an end, a final peaceful fulfillment that we can even begin to experience in this life. Though there are so many challenges, so many things that pull us away from that, even to the point that Jesus asked that question, will he find faith on earth? May all of us here at Sacred Heart continue to draw together, to stay close to him, to encourage one another that when he comes, he will indeed find faith right here. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.